0: Welcome to Cafe Fuerte. Episode two, season two. Okay, we have a very special guest, and we're so excited because she is the first interview of the year. I can't believe it's taken us so long to come back, but I'm very happy that I got my good friends, one of my closest homies to to talk with one of my closest, my other closest homies. So if you don't know by now, if this is your first time listening, shame on you. You need to go back and listen to season one. But this is your girl Amy. Um creative woman of color native new yorker you know you know the shebang um but we're here with athena Colong, another native new yorker uh i'll save the intro for her to do uh, i'm not going to read your bio like i planned but <laughs> yeah so oh, why not? I <laughs> i'm gonna pass
1: it over to my girl nick and uh yeah it's nick i don't think i gotta go over what i do people i just come yes on you do. we Fine. Please. Nick is a designer, creator, maker of a lot of shit and stuff goes through my brain. And that's who I am. And we're here with Athena and I'm very excited. And I am going to pass over the mic to Athena now. Let's see. Yes.
2: Thank you. Well, I am so damn excited. Super excited to be here, to be in Brooklyn. I don't know if you ever disclosed where you are specifically, but we in Brooklyn right now. Um. Yeah. And... It's funny. I was listening to a couple of the episodes, and I was like, "Yes, I love it. I love hearing people's truths. So to have an opportunity to speak about truths, let's get it." Um, I'm an actor by profession. It's not very fancy, but it's what I love. It's very fancy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's not very fancy. This is like, like America's fancy. This is like America's <laughs> royalty. America's royalty are actors and fucking okay, rappers me, and musicians. Let me
2: rephrase that.
1: A bitch
0: is not a full-time
1: working actor.
0: (laughs) So like, but your roster is like fucking crazy. It's not like a normal like I like work off Broadway or some shit. Like you've done some things. Like I've seen you literally watching Law and Order, and I've seen you and freak the fuck out. Like don't try to like you know. Okay. Just like go over like.
2: You are right. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Um, I started in the theater and I started acting at
2: ten, and then I went to college. I got the degree for theater, and then like every actor, I didn't know what the. Can I curse on this? Okay, thank you. I was like, like, I'm sorry to the children. Um, I didn't know what the fuck to do with that degree. And I was scared. And I was scared about the business because I'm scared about all the stereotypes that involve what it means to be a Latina woman as an actor. So then I had to get over that shit. And I had a lot of community and I had a lot of friends who helped me along the way. And then I decided to say, okay, I want to do this. I want to storytell. So then I got into TV. And yeah, I've been on Jessica Jones. I've been on Law & Order SVU. I was on uh, CBS's Bull. uh, I got to work with Martin Scorsese. (laughs) And I was on vinyl. And... And I'm just navigating this career and trying to make it to the next steps of whatever that is in my career. Guest starring, reoccurring roles. I want to do more independent films, y'all. Independent directors. Hit me up, independent film directors. A bitch is ready. You need a single mother? I'm here. What do you need? Shit. You want
0: that powerful Latina? I'm here. <laughs> that reminds me of, do you remember that that, uh, that scene in um, Aladdin with the genie? Poof, what do you want? Poof, yes. what do you want? Poof, what do you want? Like, that was you just now. Um, so, another part of the show is really important in how raw we get with, uh, yeah, like, parent discretion is advised. This is definitely not safe for work, so please <laughs> be sure to have headphones on. Um, but we're going to jump, jump in here and there, like, questions. But just to break the ice, we wanted to get to know Athena. When did you first lose your virginity? Wait, what happened to the house? (laughs) And how do you like your coffee? How do you take your coffee and what age were you when you lost your virginity? If you hear me shouting out crazy shit, it's
2: because I'm also live on my IG. Athena underscore NYC. Um, And I'm talking to people because... Yeah, my boy was like, yo, don't talk about that virginity thing, yo. And I was like, why not? And he didn't tell me why. But I knew I was going to be eased into this question with how do you like your coffee. So, Sweet and, s- sweet and
0: spicy, is it? Sweet is it and spicy? And sweet and sour? Cafe. Sour? Sweet.
2: Okay. Um, it's funny. Growing up, so my first, how about this? My first... Unofficial cup of coffee was at six months, like every true Puerto Rican. Lord, why do we, do <laughs> why do we I, 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 But it was more lito, sabe? More leche, con poco de café, con mi calletita, and my little um, walker. And then growing up, it was always café con leche, café con leche with sugar, café con leche with mass sugar. And just like we evolved as people, my coffee has evolved. So, like, now I take my coffee, usually black, no sugar. Or um, if I'm at a cafe, I'm like, do you have almond milk? Yes, I'm one of those. Ha, her girl is vegan. <laughs> <laughs> I know, all oh, the complexities. And I get it, Almond, I get a, usually a, a latte with almond milk, no sugar. Still a stay away.
1: I just want to take this time to plug Amy's coffee from last season. <laughs> because Amy is the only person who could still make coffee like my grandmother, but she's young. And I literally only drink coffee like in Puerto Rico or like when I'm visiting my Dominican grandmother in Florida, it's the only time. So I would just like to take this time. This is like a little CF commercial break until we get real commercial breaks. Amy's coffee, popping.
2: Um, I'm just gonna say right now, I need to have some of Amy's coffee, thank you
0: yes you do Thank you. I haven't had it. oh my goodness that was a lot shit um, you skipped something I will take that compliment but you definitely skipped a question now the importance of the question is if we're talking about like womanhood and holding space for women and women of color and like owning who we are our sexuality is a very big deal and I think the reason why is because a lot of us have such a crazy story attached with our first time so yeah. it's definitely a way to kind of ease you into yeah. the rest of it so yeah. Yeah. what age?
2: Drum roll. <laughs> for the Catholic school nuns. I was in Catholic school for 13 years. Okay. Girl, I lost my virginity at 15. Okay. And because I didn't want to carry it. <laughs> I didn't want to carry it's it so anymore. It was <laughs> too heavy. I was like, this bird, my book bag's already too heavy. I don't need it. <laughs> um, No, real talk. It was just Catholic school was a blessing because... I'm a stickler for grammar, and I love grammar, and I love reading, and I'm crazy organized. Like, it's ridiculous. But what I what I will say is there's a part that I didn't. <laughs> Sorry, we're just one moment. We're good? Okay. Um, it's just there comes a moment when I was just like, I w- I'm very curious by nature. And I'm the person that I'm like, if I feel safe enough to do something, I'm going to do it. And for whatever reason, and this was totally not the right person, but I don't think it ever is the right person. I God bless all of you who had the right person. <laughs> um, I was just like, yo, can we just do this, please? It was like another to do in my very organized list of life. And I was like, well, if I get this done at 15, Victor, then maybe by 2021 20, I would have figured something else out and have had an epiphany, you know. And it was just, it was so. It just was. It wasn't memorable. At all, and uh, yeah, poor Nick is looking at me like bendito. it's was with a guy, so maybe that's a <laughs> lot to do with it. <laughs> I'm sorry to my male uh, partners. Yeah, we're great, but not at 15. Definitely not at 15.
1: Not at 15. <laughs> ready at 15. No, I was a baby. So would you say that it was, it was just like regular. It wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It was just regular.
2: It just it just was. I think it was just something to say that I had done. And again, it was from the curiosity and also of not wanting to feel left out. I went to a Catholic school and God again, God bless everybody who's like my child's going to go to Catholic school. And there's so much stigma attached to that because we were so disciplined. We had a disciplined uh, routine in school and there wasn't a lot of room for horsing around. So, the only time that we got to, like, really express sexuality was at the lunch table. Oh, and by the way, I went to an all-girl Catholic... Lunch, Coth- lunch table. I went to an all-girl Catholic school. High school. So, when you had dudes walking down the hallway, it was none of that. It was just the girls talking smack on the table. And I just remember girls talking about getting eaten out. And I was like, what's that? Talking about, oh, I got my... Like, what was it? I got my salad eaten or some shit. Or my salad. mira, yo, ay, yo todavía no sé. <laughs> I was just like, what is that? I was just enamored by this idea of sex. I was like, what is that? And why hasn't anyone spoken about it? And why do I get in trouble if I sit with my legs open, opposed to sitting with my legs closed at home? I'm home. I want to sit with my legs open because that's comfortable. So it's just, it was a journey and then I'm a little rebellious. So I was like, fuck that. It's my V. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want with it. And at 15, I was like, take it.
0: And let me take you too. And that was it. That's right.
1: Yeah. I mean... It's
0: interesting, though, because I think a lot of our sexual experiences, like even though you might not have lost your virginity young, we I think it's safe to say most of us are exposed to sex pretty early on. Mm -hmm. One thing that stood out to me as he was talking, um, I remember the first time I learned the word masturbation (laughs) and it was because I was watching um, Tales from the Crypt part two. And one of the girls was doing like this cheerleading act. And she was like, two, four, six, eight, you can watch me masturbate. First of all, it sounds fun as fuck. I was 10 years old. My sisters were all younger than me. So we there in the house screaming that shit at the top of our lungs. And mommy comes in and was like, what did y'all just say? And then I was like, I repeated a time. And she was like, don't say that shit again. And we're like, why? I'm like, what is masturbate? She's like, look it up. And that's exactly what I did. I went to class the next day. I took the dictionary, and I fucking read what it was. And I remember being shocked. I looked up at everybody to see if they saw what I just read, like what revelation I just had. Mm-hmm. From then on, I was just like, wow, there's so much of that that I'm really curious about. But Yeah. I
2: think we're all,
0: we're very sexual beings,
2: naturally. Like, I was doing shit as a kid that I was like, this this is, this is feels good. Like, I, I, I enjoy, I want to know all about my privates. I want to... I want to feel what my body feels like, like it was just very and I was very um, suppressed, of course. And I don't want to just blame Catholic school because I think that's an excuse. But, you know, the fear I had a mother who was still a wonderful mother. But there's the fear of if I let my child explore that curiosity with her body, then what you know, how will, will others take advantage of her? So, but I think, hell yeah, and I teach. I teach little kids, and they be on some. I be like, hey, hey, get your hand off of it. Hey, they're touching their property. You know, but I think I would love, I know when I have a family, I want to be as transparent as possible with my children about sex at a certain age. You know, not,
1: yeah, ain't nothing wrong with it.
2: There's nothing wrong with it. We were just talking about it.
1: My other question for you is, what was your, because this is a very special episode, what was your first time with a girl and what was that like?
0: Ooh. Or was that the first time you had good sex? <laughs> 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 De She's
2: handy, so. De you know what's interesting? With the first time with a girl, it was such a different experience, it felt out of body. I literally, it was like a spiritual shit, and I was scared. I was more scared than I was with the guy. Because I was like, "What? what's going to happen? How do we do this? I know the anatomy of a man and a woman. I mean, I know the, how that shit works. How the fuck, to, how do we do this as women? And it's different sensations. And um, I was nervous that I think I blacked out a lot of it. Because I was it so was nervous. Plan? Yes. <laughs> um, I, I, I. Yeah. It was just one of those moments where I was like, this feels so good, but I have been told for so long that it is wrong. And that fucking sucks. So there's a fear. So I'm whereas with the guy, I was like, I don't want to go into this with fear. I want to own my sexuality with you. It's funny how I can dominate a guy. Right. When it comes to a woman. I was like, oh, shit, I don't know how to dominate you because you are me and I am you. We're one and the same. So how the fuck does that work? And the high of just exploring the anatomy and exploring the body of someone that I was like, this is what I've always wanted, but have not been able to verbalize. So funny, 15 with a guy, I I was 19 when I had my first sexual experience with a woman. I was 19. So it's way different. And it was somebody that I cared about for years, and I was crushing on for years. So to finally have her that intimate, oh shit, son! I was like, oh shit, what was gonna happen? I I literally I lost, yeah, I lost, <laughs> I lost my nerve. I think I laid there like broccoli, like a little starfish. I was like, now what? <laughs> but it was great. It's great having intimacy with a woman for anyone who's explored their sexuality like that. Intimacy with a same gender is a different experience. It's beautiful, if you're open. Mm -hmm.
0: So I think um, what stands out to me is like this, this kind of outer body experience. And like, I wonder how has, like having such a high high, Mm. but then coming down and getting married and being an actor. And having to have okay. having to pay bills, Carajo. and having to carry this burden of a person like what? How do you? How the fuck did you balance all that shit? You know, I'm and sweating. still being Athena. <laughs> Are you sweating? Yes, I'm
2: sweating. Must I'm get
1: naked online. A second part of that question is: Was marriage for security? Was it just like I know that this is safe. This is easy.
2: Great fucking qu- see this is why I wanted to do this because I think you guys are hitting it where it needs to be you're like right here I like any human being I want to say I got married with the best intentions I loved my partner I was in love with my partner see I was in love with the person I wasn't in love with the gender and then that at, that raises the question of well then am I bi Because I had these beautiful, euphoric experiences with women, which are lovely, but women, having sex with a woman was taboo. It was like that shit you did for fun or on the side or maybe your man knew or he didn't know. And that's that side shit, you know, and that like would maybe turn your man on. These are stories that I heard. These are not stories that I lived, but it was like, oh, you know, my man likes it when I get down with a girl. Sometimes he'll join, sometimes he won't. And for me, I was always like, well, shit. When I wanna be with a woman, I want that shit private. I don't wanna be with a dude while I'm with a woman. I wanna be in, I wanna be with her. So, when I met my partner, he was a different breed of human at that time. And at that moment in my life, he was very receptive to the woman that I was. I was as best I could in that moment of my life, I was very honest about women and where I was with women and didn't faze him and it didn't intimidate him. And I thought that was powerful and I thought that was sexy. And I said, and I still to this day believe this, if anyone is to be my partner, they have to have a very strong security of who they are. Cause in my business, I am working a room, I am networking, I am smiling. And if I'm on the other side of the room, you need to be okay that I am away from you or that I'm talking to a gentleman or a woman and yeah, you just need to be good. He presented that energy and it was very captivating and at the time, I think we hit it off because we were ready to drive this thing called life together and we were very goal-oriented. And at the same time, security, as you said. I thought by 15, if I have sex at 15, that by the time I get to 23, 24, 25, I'll be good because I I, would have found my partner. I got engaged at 24 to a fantastic human being. We got married and it was like, all right, now what? I did that milestone. I did that marriage. People don't realize a relationship is work. It's not just falling in and out of love, right? That's the tactics. That's how we navigate love, right? But it does take work because who you fall in love with in the beginning is not the person you're not going to marry. It's not the person you're going to wake up to in five years from now. It's just, a person is always evolving. And as I was evolving in my marriage, I realized I needed more from a partner. It had nothing to do with my sexuality. Because I firmly believe that a marriage is created between two people, and two people can say what they need in a marriage. And if it's, hey baby, I love you, you my man, you're my rock, and I think we're great together, but I miss intimacy with a woman. That takes balls, ovary balls, by the way. That takes fucking cojones. But I believe that's a healthy marriage. I wasn't able to do that in my marriage for several reasons my own fear, but also because I didn't feel supported enough to reveal that
1: truth. Was he your best friend? Did you feel like he was your best friend? Totally my best friend. Totally my best friend. It was like, if he was your best friend, why couldn't you just say, like, hey, I have these feelings about women? Mm-hmm. I think
2: at a certain point, In our marriage, I became his parent. And that's hard because I was very in love. And love makes you do some crazy shit, like work six days a week while your partner doesn't. And that's all right because that taught me a lot. And I'm not going to dog him because I still believe that that human being is a beautiful human being. But it definitely put me for a spin. So I can't, re- I can't trust you with my truth if I don't feel secure with you. If I feel like, even though we're best friends, if in the long run, I feel like we're best friends, but I'm your mother. And now I feel like your mother. So now I'm gonna treat you like my kid when I should be treating you like my partner. Did you clean the dishes? I'm asking you if you clean the fucking dishes. That's not me. I hate, who likes to dog at somebody like that?
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: That's not okay. So it was a whirlwind of different things. And I'm sure he has his truth and why, you know, things didn't work out for us. But wanting to be, wanting to explore my femininity with women my sexuality with women in addition to not having a very solid marriage is eventually what led me to go this isn't working and I just got to put it out there because it pains me when people assume they saw it on social media like that shit happened yesterday this shit was like three years in the making and nobody knew
1: Mm -hmm. how long were you married for I was
2: married for six years
0: and I was with my partner for eight years yeah so i just want to make a note the reason why um i thought you would be such a great person for this was because um to a degree i definitely have seen you grow i met you through a prior a prior relationship um and i knew you as you're talking right now i'm like kind of having flashbacks of you in those environments Mm -hmm. and like even though you were there i didn't know you you know what i'm saying like i knew I knew that of you. I knew, like, you know, the one that called the shots, the one who had a lot of responsibility, the one that I saw myself in because I saw you carry that baggage. You know what I'm saying? For two. I think one of the most rewarding things of of meeting women who are very honest about their journey and about, you know, their vulnerable moments and really low lows is that we get to do this. We get to see the other side of that you know what i'm saying like i got to see a whole other side this vibrant bright and i'm like i never fucking saw this person i saw the person who was working all the fucking time the person who was worried about like if the house is messy if we're gonna have a barbecue like everything was wee wee but never me me and oh my god amy yo, you just took me down that rabbit hole
2: of who I was and thank you for that because sometimes we need those gentle reminders from the people we love to be like, yo, you've grown, kid. You've made changes. Don't be so hard on yourself. And I try to tell myself that every day, but thank you because, you know, when you're in the thick of shit, you don't think life's so bad. You're like, "I'm what the fuck you mean? I'm getting up, I'm going to work, I'm doing my thing, but I was wrapped around work. Because I was so afraid to step away from my marriage. No woman ever wants to say, I want to give up on my family. Because you have to remember, my partner also had um, his son. And that for me, that's family. That's family. And we can go back to my childhood, which we don't need to because that's therapy. But we can go back. I wanted family. I've always wanted family. And I would refuse to break my family up. But I, I had to do what was best for me. And it was actually my body that told me it was time to give up my marriage because I got an opportunity to perform at the Cleveland Playhouse. It's a regional theater for those actors out there. Ew, it's a regional theater, and they were giving me my own apartment, and they were giving me my own car, and I just had to be out there. And for the first time in my life, I got to just act. Not worry about if my man's bills were paid or if our bills were paid or what the hell was happening in the house and if we were having a barbecue or none of that shit. It was just me. And in doing that, I was like, oh, shit. After two months, I was packing up to leave, and I looked in the mirror, and I saw a different woman. Mm -hmm. Life gives you opportunities. You got to take them. I did not want to take this regional theater gig because I was going to be away from my family
0: told your ass you needed to go. My agent told me I needed to go. My agent was like, "Get your life." <laughs> yeah. Once in a lifetime opportunity yeah. of getting
1: to know yourself. Did you want to say something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So, when was it that you decided to um end your marriage and what was the decision like?
2: I <laughs> I decided multiple times to end it. <laughs>
1: multiple times to like turn back. Real talk, um Wait, so you left and came back multiple times? No.
2: Um in the quiet of my mind at night while he was asleep, I said what would it be if I just told him maybe like this is not working or it it started, you know, when you have those quiet conversations with yourself. And then it was like a couple months later, it was like no, really this isn't working. No really I need financial support. No, really, things have to change. No, really, you need a job. No, really, I can't handle all this on my own because I'm overwhelmed. Right? So there was all of that and there was the truth of and I miss women.
0: Cherry on top. To me. I did. I'll never forget we were uh, we were riding the train from somewhere mm-hmm. and you like looked at me we and you were J-train. we were on, on the, the J train. And I don't even know how the fuck you admitted that, but it was so hard for you to tell me. Yeah. That you looked down and was like, yeah, you know, that was, but you made it seem as if, like, that was uh, the past. That was, like, something, teenage love affair. Yeah. You know, my, my, my husband knows about this. Like, that it was so far detached, but it surprised me because I would have never known, and then it made me wonder, like, well, is that person really gone? Like, what have you done with her? Like, how has she managed she to? She was locked away in a tower. I was like, bitch, shut up. Shh, we straight now, shh. What? <laughs> we straight
2: now. We only we only gay on certain occasions, you know? But then it was like, nah, you can't lock that shit up. You can't, you know? And I don't even say gay, straight. I'm fluid. Why? Because you never, never say never. And I say that because I said never to the 19-year-old me who wanted a girlfriend. First of all, I've come out three times. This shit ain't brand new. My mother knows. My ex-husband my knows. My okay? But mom, see, but... See, see, guys, it was different coming out. Like, God bless my students who come out at, like, 10 and 7. And I I teach at these charter schools, and I got my 7th graders who's like, Miss, nah, miss, they were trying to give me the girl uniform, but I asked for the boy uniform because I feel more comfortable. And I was like, yes! Yes! Shit, where was my courage in the seventh grade? Like, I love it. It's beautiful. I think young people are just vibrant when it comes to the gay community. I'm like, fucking, I am their biggest champion. But back in the 80s (laughs) and in the 90s, you coming from the AIDS epidemic, that shit was hard. And I'm coming from a Latino household, Catholic school, through and through, I got in trouble in Catholic school at five years old because I kissed a girl. And we were caught kissing in a bathroom. I'm fucking five, bro. I don't know nothing. I'm not I'm not out here like, yeah, let me get it. I'm five. I'm probably like, you smell pretty. Hi, I'm Athena. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I got in trouble. And I always remember my mother had a conversation with my father. And he goes, why'd you take away her bath toys? She loves her bath toys. And my mother was like, she can't have her bath toys for a week. And he was like, why? She goes, ugh, I can't even tell you. She did something disgusting. Wow. And at five years old, I was like, this is disgusting. Mental, note, Girls, no. That's disgusting. Fast forward 19. 19. In college, I had a girlfriend, but she was my best friend. So it was like, you know, we could keep this on low. But then I was like, yo, I love you. I'm in love with you, and I'm uncomfortable because I want you to come to my mother's house, not as my friend. I want you to come to my mother's house as my girlfriend. Anyway, in my mind, I don't even know if I ever verbally told her that. Fast forward, I had told my mother at 19, Ma, I love blank. And she goes, um... That's nice. I said, no, 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 mama. I'm in love with her. And she goes, that's a phase, mommy. You're going to get over that. I said, I'm going to get over it because I'm an overachiever and I'm a perfectionist and I am just like, please, if I do everything right, then I'll be on God's good list. Real talk.
1: When you were married, because, all right, so when you were 19 and you were in that relationship, did you feel complete or did you feel like you were missing something? Did you feel like maybe I need to be with a dude or
2: Sexually, no, because I hadn't really. You got to remember, even though I was with a woman at 19 who was my age, and we were kind of like each other's first, we didn't know what to do with each other. So I didn't feel like I was lacking anything because I was still very curious about the inner workings of where we could be. I would say th- the one thing I lacked, and this is why I say I, I'm more of a fluid person, I don't want to just say I am this. I need a solid partner. And even at 19, there were little things that I recognized in her that I said, "This is not healthy. You're not healthy for me. You scare me, and it's not because you're a
0: woman. It's not has nothing to do with that." So but you were also, I mean, you've been in theater for a long time. Like did that relationship ever kind of like hinder your creative work or as an actor, or as, you know what I'm saying? Like even as you both were trying to figure each other out, like how did that play on? Yeah,
2: great. Thank you for bringing it back to acting. No. <laughs> it's funny because in the theater community, we have a huge LGBTQ population in the theater community. I mean, a lot of our Broadway shows now, thankfully, are touching upon what it's like to to be trans, to be gay. A whole, b- it's beautiful, to be queer. Um, but there was a lot of gay men around me. There wasn't, I never really had... A lesbian around me I never had like a woman you know like it's funny growing up now some of the girls in our crew ended up being fluid or gay and I was like bitch I didn't know I had no idea (laughs) but when it came to work I was under the impression especially at 19 in this relationship with this young woman I was like oh but people will think I can't play a straight woman people will think I can't kiss a guy on camera if you and I are intimate I didn't know stupid very stupid But at the same time, I was like naive and scared and trying to save myself from a lifestyle that I didn't imagine for myself, which was this gay lifestyle. I was like, now this can't work because how is it going to look if I walk
1: down the red carpet with a
2: female? I was 19, though, you know.
1: I just came off of two different sets where they play straight on camera. And in real life, that's not their lifestyle. And I think that that. That's fine. That's acting.
2: Now,
1: yeah, now
2: now we have more diversity in film and TV. Now we have shows that cater to the the gay relationship whether it's um you know, guy or girl, you know, and now we have, like, the trans community, like, setting the fucking tone, like, yes, pose, like, yes, I want more of that, had I seen that shit, instead of Family Matters, <laughs> you know, and Fresh Prince, you know, maybe I would have really believed in, um that I could still have my family with a woman, but it did take me a marriage, the end of a marriage, The end of friends, the rebirth of something else to really come into my own. And who the fuck is to say I don't find a fantastic human being who happens to identify as a male? I don't know. I don't want to say no, but I know at this point in my life, I finally am like, girl, you good. You okay, mommy. You're right. What you're feeling is so normal and so natural that everyone's just trying to put a label on it and I was trying to put a label on it am I bi, am I fluid, am I gay, am I a lesbian you know and then even in the gay community then we have fucking subcategories you know what I'm saying it's like are you femme, are you stud, are you butch, are you A.G., are you a dyke I'm like yo <laughs> can I just be Athena Colón who happens to fall in love with whoever really grabs my attention and I grab theirs and can we just rock hard, She's is hard
1: <laughs> you started to go into like this person scaring you at 19 or in that relationship what was so scary violence uh, yeah. yeah oh but you know what we were having this conversation at amy's birthday dinner mm-hmm. about like i forgot how it came up or something came up but there was someone that was talking about violence, and I asked, "Is that the same or is it similar? Like, or do you guys see it as it just like okay, well, it's we're two girls, so it doesn't matter." You know what's interesting?
2: I'm such a newbie to the community. I don't want to misstep or misspeak. I'm gonna speak from personal experience because, because I because I'm a I'm, I came out in my 30s officially. Officially, so I just feel like from my experience, the fear at nineteen actually is some of the fear that I carried even now because it was like, nah, you a, you a woman, I'm a woman, fuck out my way, let me push you, or I told you no, smack, like yo, I don't take that shit from a man, I'm not gonna take that shit from a woman, and so my fear was. What does it mean if I'm with a woman? Does that now mean she can put her hands on me? Mm. Now that does not mean that every gay relationship is violent. Absolutely not. But there are those stigmas that exist, and those were the stigmas that I was so deeply afraid of. Fast forward, I end up in another. I end up in a relationship with a woman as an adult who's out. My marriage
0: clearly over. That's just no, no.
2: And that and that was a violent relationship. Again, so I finally had the cojones to fucking get out of you know get out of my marriage, to end my marriage, to say no, thank you. I waited two years. I met this incredible woman who swept me off my feet for all the right reasons at the right time, because Lord knows it's divine. And then that relationship got very violent. And I looked up to the sky and I was like, why is this happening? I wanna be with women, what is this? And I don't wanna say it's women. I'm not gonna generalize women. It's, it's a, th- a lesson I have to learn. What am I attracting? What am I attracting? Am I attracting violence? Is, is my fear kind of coming out? Or do I need to put up my boundaries a little bit more and find, because we all have those gut feelings when we're like, we got them gut feelings where we're like, ooh, why? he, she asked me that like that or why he, she was questioning my friend or why he, she was asking about my phone or what time I, There's shit that we know in our gut. Like, why are you asking me that? That's not right. Because I firmly believe two women could be in a very healthy relationship, two men could be in a very healthy relationship, but I'm gonna circle back and it really has to do with you have to be secure with your partner. You have to have a healthy relationship in which you can communicate with each other and not feel like you're offending each other by speaking your truth. That's tough, that shouldn't easy, but I think it's possible. I believe it.
1: I think not to wrap up that part or that segment, but I think that it's safe to say that if you break a veil, like like violence is a veil and if you break that veil, it's just like there's always a possibility for that to happen. So period, it should, just shouldn't happen. Because once it does male, female, you know, female, female, male, male. Because I know gay men in relationships that have physically fought. And, like, I have a good friend that lives in Atlanta that was just telling me, like, yeah, like, my my ex-boyfriend got like this. And I was just like, damn, he was like, girl, we would fight every day. And it's not good. Male, female, male, male. It's just, like, once you break that veil, the possibility of it going there is always... I don't know. Maybe that's another episode, too. I I would love to talk to a woman that maybe figured that out. But you're always you're always on guard. Yeah.
2: And it man, it takes a very courageous person to admit that they're in that kind of situation. And no, I don't think this should be a DV conversation, domestic violence, because I'm nowhere skilled nor ready because I'm still healing straight up. I am still healing from that 19 year old me. And from the from something year old me is still healing from that situation. And I
0: yeah, that's it. I think the last thing I just want to chime in about that is like how 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 relationships affect everybody around us in all different parts. Like when you told me that story, like so many thoughts ran through my mind. Somehow I made it about me. Um because it took you a while to admit that. And I felt that like, when we think about like something, you know, sisterhood and like friendships, like that was something that was so extreme and so like traumatic that I felt like, shit, why didn't you tell me sooner? You know what I'm saying? Like, I couldn't imagine like, you know, my friend how, do I, how can I be there for my friend for something like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, what does that do for your community? What does that do for the people that love you around you? Like, shit like that really affects other people in your life. And, like, how do you hold space and support someone in that? You know, from the outside in is what I'm saying. Yeah.
2: Well, it's interesting because when my, again, my experience, I don't know enough about the topic. But from my experience, when I was in this relationship, I was very vulnerable And I was very scared, one, because it was my first adult woman relationship where I was open Mm -hmm. and like and this woman was coming to my mother's house as my girlfriend. And we were experiencing like I mean, I was I was living with this woman, you know, and I was for the most part. When it was good, it was golden, but when it was bad, it was bad. And so check the highs and check the lows because shit needs to be balanced. It shouldn't be these extremes. When I'm out of it, I realized that I was tiptoeing a lot and walking on eggshells and that's not safe. But what I also realized to your point of where was my community or how does my community support me? My community was gone because by that point, I had pushed everyone away Cause I was like, Nah, I'm good. Nah, I don't want to go out. Nah, I'm staying with her. Nah, we like to do Friday nights together. Or, Nah, you know, um, I'm, a, you know, and also, to be fair, she lived quite a distance from New York, like little out of state. So it was also I was literally plucked out and <laughs> away from my family, from my community, and it took therapy, and I. I love therapy and I meant to say this earlier when before I made the choice to separate and divorce my husband my ex-husband I was in therapy that shit was not coming from out of nowhere I was in therapy for about eight months working shit out emotionally trying to figure it out trying to figure it out and then finally I was like I can't do this I was in Cleveland And I was in this beautiful rehearsal space with my own apartment, with my own car, finally taking my big career, you know, like leap, doing this shit for my career. And then I was sent to the ER twice because my body failed me because the stress that I had taken with me from New York to Cleveland, it was literally purging out of me. It was so toxic that I wasn't digesting well. And literally my food was coming up like it was, it was a little grotesque, but your body will give you signals. And so circling back to your original question, I needed to have the courage that what I was going through is not something that nobody goes. So many women so many women go through this and so many women fear judgment and that is why they stay quiet because we're like please don't judge me please don't think i'm less of a woman you know in my immediate community i'm sure everyone on ig be like yo athena yo she got it yo she's she's on point yo she's real confident she got her shit together don't fuck with her like it looks like i am this dynamic fucking woman and god damn it i am puñeta i've earned that right but aside from that, I'm also complex and vulnerable. So I think it takes courage. I think therapy is a good start, a professional therapist. And I think that w- when you reach out to friends, and if you're the friend that you're receiving this information, you'll receive them with love, yo. Because until you've lived that shit, you have no idea. You don't know. So just, just love and a lot of therapy. <laughs> a lot of therapy.
1: This is more of like, um, it's an overall question mm-hmm. from, for LGBT and for okay. straight people. Um, do you think that you have found your happiness? Are you happy by yourself? I
2: hope you guys heard that question. It's a beautiful question.
1: I love when people
2: ask me if I'm happy. I'll just put it to you like this um, I live in the Bronx. And I love rep in the Bronx. I was born in the Bronx. And being back in the Bronx is very nostalgic, even though I grew up in Hell's Kitchen. Anyway, I was <laughs> walking the track with one of my friend's mother. And we were walking the track, and it was really hot out. And I saw some sprinklers, and I was like, I just want to get in those sprinklers, man. And my friend's mother was like, Pues, mija, métete. ¿Qué te pasa? And I said, Word. Fuck it, my clothes will dry. So she goes, vamos a hacer otro lap y vamos para los sprinklers. And I was like a little kid. I was like, we going to get this lap done. And then I, we were getting closer to those sprinklers, boy. And I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to just jump in these sprinklers. And I'm going to live my best life in these sprinklers. And you better know that I literally let myself go and I played and I was drenched and I was shaking and I was like looking up to the sky and I had my arms stretched out and people were looking at me and like I didn't really give two shits and my friend's mother was cracking up. She took out her phone and she started recording me and she showed me the playback and I looked like a clown. I was like dodging the water, but like, you know, 007 status. And she goes, nena, tu ta loca. I said, you know what? So many people would think I'm crazy doing this shit. So many people would judge me sitting on a bench, be like, why is that grown-ass woman Mm -hmm. jumping in some goddamn sprinklers? You know what? Because it fucking made me feel good. And I was so happy to be in those damn sprinklers. And I ask myself that now every day. Athena, does this make you feel good? Everything from work to relationships to how I navigate my teaching career, my acting career, I'm just like, will this make you happy? And if the answer is no, then I don't do it. And if the answer is maybe, then I don't do it. And if the answer is yes, then I do it. And I am very fucking happy because I'm living my life from that space. I no longer want to live through fear. I, I, why?
1: (laughs) Oh, I love that! I love that. I'm not even gonna lie. See, look, I have. I'm the one with the um, audio in my ear, and I just screamed. Like that's how you know I'm really, really happy right now. Y'all don't even understand how happy I am. All right. So. So I guess we can start off with. Um,
0: someone had asked uh, what inspired you, and I guess we can leave that as an open-ended. What inspired you? Whatever comes to mind, you can kind of choose.
2: What inspires me
0: inspired me
2: for life. <laughs> my mom is a big inspiration. Huge inspiration. She knows this, but mother is my rock. She is my truth. She is my light. She is my reflection. That woman is my mirror. And I know that because there are times where I'm like, hey, they hame kita there are times where I really can't be around my mom and that is because we are one in the same. We're from the same tribe of warriors. <laughs> so my mother inspires me, femininity inspires me, young people inspire me. I love to watch a young person conquer their fear. Um, I just think that's a beautiful thing. I'm very passionate about igniting their courage. This is why I teach. So young people inspire me. Um, And anything that could get me out my motherfucking head because I am so heady. I'm so organized. It's so stupid. Um, So any human being, music, food, experience that could get me out my head is clutch. I'm like, yes. Yes. Okay.
0: Word up, word up. So um, who was your favorite actor or actress? I know it's a... kind of a different flow of shit but like yeah yeah. so yeah we're trying to get over here this live business girl you got 41 views check you all the way out yeah so yeah so who is your favorite actor or actress and what is this whole business actor actress we're all actors Yo, I
2: identify as an actor. It's so crazy how we love to label. <laughs> like, are you gay? Are you straight? Are you bi? Are you fluid? Are you pansexual? I mean, I'm like, yo, I am this. I'm an actor. That's how I identify. Who insp- no <laughs> Who inspires me? It's funny. It's I can say a bunch of beautiful, solid, amazing actors that I know, right? So we have pioneers like Gina Rodriguez, you know, Puerto Rican from Chicago. You know, we have... You know, and people rag on it, but I have come to terms. We have Jennifer Lopez. And I know people are like, oh, uh, the stable Puerto Rican. Yeah. But guess what? This shit is such a hard business. That woman is a producer, executive producer. That bitch makes money. She is Puerto Rican. She has really and truly set the bar and i gotta appreciate that like rosie perez like rosie and i fucking we were at urban arts together and i appreciate her so pioneers pioneers women that are genuinely it's funny i say women I, it's not that i'm ragging on the men but genuinely um telling sharing truth
1: huh yeah it's about the woman right now But wait, we didn't establish that you were Puerto Rican. So you are 100% Puerto Rican. I thought I was the only body. I'm usually the only body. (laughs) But I got another body here with me, Amy. Amy. Amy is body on the inside. I'm Dominican on the inside, Body on the outside. But it's very nice to have a fellow Boricu. We didn't establish that earlier, so I'm glad we got that clear. Yes,
2: Yo, I'm so Puerto Rican. Like I'm so, pu- I'm so, and pu- I grew up very Puerto Rican. Um, yes. So we were just talking about inspirational actors. Actresses, Actors that inspire me. So, yes, while I say that we have these incredible Latinas that are really setting the tone. I mean, there's so many, and I'm so blessed to just watch them, watch their work. I love the underdogs. I love to work with... The women who are my colleagues, my peers, and maybe we don't have a big name, but they are so fucking truthful in their storytelling. And they're so brilliant in their storytelling. Like one of my mentors, Elise Hernandez, who's an accomplished actress, fierce. I'm like, yes, you inspire me. You inspire me because you've been in this business for so long, for so many years. Hi, mom. (laughs) My mom is finally on. <laughs> Mommy, I was just talking about you. I was just talking about you, mom, and how you were my rock. You missed it. Um, but yes, Elise Hernandez is also one of um, these amazing pioneers in the business that I that inspires me. Like People who are just, you don't recognize them. They'll sit on the subway next to you. You don't know who they are, but they are on their grizzly
0: in the industry working.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Um So the next question is, is uh, biggest highlights in your acting career? (gasps) Biggest
2: highlights in my acting career. All right. So they say law and order SVU is the baptism for all New York actors. So being on SVU, I was like this (laughs) as I was saying my line, which was like, oh, my God. Then they made me put on an accent, yo oh they were like yes no <laughs> fucking way what is it let me hear it let what was my it. mom what was my law and order line my first one no um i was like but wait he should be here no he didn't do it no, like that I said, I said, I no,
0: no,
2: no but it was something like but wait he should be it was just hey he should be here some shit like that right that he. Sh- first of all this is what i mean shit has changed in tv my first law and order svu i played a maid and my no, he should be here was because I, you know, the, the, the detectives were coming in and I said, no, 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 you can't do this. My, the owner should be here. And that was really the line. But then it's funny, in post-production, in post-production, they had asked me, they were like, can you put on an accent? And then we're just going to figure out which take we'll use. But that was my first law and order. So law and order, SVU's the baptism, that was my first. Um, I've done law and order twice. And it's interesting because my other highlight was of course working with Martin Scorsese. Yo, they had lobster and steak for lunch. Yes, they did. They had green smoothies, okay? They had a vegan cart which vegan was not a thing. So when I worked with Mart when I worked with Marty, he won't even remember me. <laughs> but when I worked with Marty Scorsese, okay. Um it was for HBO vinyl. And what's interesting is that it was my first big professional set, like huge professional set, and that was a highlight. And I think um, the next steps in my career is actually what excite me most, and it not has nothing to do with being on somebody else's projects. It has everything to do with producing my own projects. <laughs> so I'm hype. Look out. A bitch about to be a producer writer. <laughs>
0: That's a great, so this is a, a great segue too. If you guys don't have any other questions, this may be the yeah, last one we have. My phone is going to die. So, so, yeah. So, um, what was your most disrespectful moment in your career? And I'm hoping that it wasn't just that <laughs> That Law and order. Disrespectful
2: moment. Yo, real talk, I think I have more fears about being disrespected than I've actually been disrespected. I I honestly, and that's my experience. I know that there is a slew of women that I have sat with that have horror stories. I mean, the Me Too, the hashtag Me Too, all that shit. That was scary. That is a scary thing as a woman. I used to hear stories of women who would audition in a skirt, and as they auditioned, they would make sure that at some point they would open their legs so that the camera would notice that they were open to the possibilities of getting a role by any means necessary. Okay. That's what I grew up hearing from people who were in the business years, I mean in the 70s. That shook me to the core. So I was like, "Yo, I can't do this acting thing. I can't be out here spreading my legs." But every set that I have been on thus far has been super professional, very nice. No one's no one's really crossed the line with me. And I and I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. This is a new one, so all the questions won't be there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Hey, y'all, it might end, too, by the way. (laughs) Uh So, I don't know. Nick, do you have something? Anything comes to mind? All right. So, I mean, are there any last thoughts? Anything you want to leave for folks to get to know about you? We talked about upcoming projects. We Mm -hmm. talked about this. Owning the space that you're in, really coming out, hopefully for the fucking last time. I know, yes, this time we own it. But, like, what should people expect from you next?
2: I think more honesty and vulnerability, and not just as a human being, but in my work. I refuse to play roles that feel superficial or stereotyped. Um, I'm a pioneer and I will say I'm a fucking pioneer because when I get roles, sometimes they won't even give my character a name. They'll just be like, for lack of a better term, let's just say janitor number one. And I refuse. And I said, no, that janitor has a name. What's their name? And I will go back to my agent and I will say, can you please request from production that they give this character a name? Now I understand financially because once they give your character name, I mean, it's not that I get more money, it's not that production gets more money, it's that it costs them more. So I know what I'm asking, but they give it to me. And every character I have had that has come to me nameless becomes named. Because I believe I need, I need to know who they are because I don't care who the fuck I'm playing. They have a full life. And what you can expect from me and my work is that I want to live a full life. And I want to storytell real, beautiful, three-dimensional people that have fucking flaws and, and, and brilliance all within them. Because we do. Our dark side doesn't have to be kept a secret, and that's something I fucking finally realized. All my secrets, all the, I can't tell people I like girls, and what if my husband, yo, all that shit, that's what makes me me. That's my swaggy. That's why I get hired for the projects I get hired, because you're like, damn, you've lived a life, wow. So by the age of 30, no, fuck it. By the age of 33, you were married, You were divorced, you came out three times, you were in a violent situation with a a partner, but you've come out of that, you finally have your own space, and that's
1: your sacred space, well, shit! You're perfect for my show. (laughs) What is the legacy that you wanna leave behind as an actress, as all of the things, I know we talked a lot about labels, about being Latina, actress, actor, LGBT, fluid, all those things. What is your legacy? Like, what's the, we look at Jennifer Lopez and we're like freaking, you know, pocketless jeans and long hair and love don't cost a thing and swinging around your hair and like you could get a new nigga every time. So what is, what's your legacy?
2: That's a tough fucking question. (laughs) No, that is a tough question. You asking me what my legacy is, kid, like. I don't know. Ask my students. Students, where you at? You want this? Ask. You know, answer. My legacy. I want to pass the torch. That's it. I wanna. I wanna say, hey, I wasn't perfect, and I'm realizing it don't have to be perfect to be beautiful. And your fucking flaws are beautiful. But please, 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 please have the courage to speak your truth and share your truth, because in your truth is where you find the joy and the happiness it's it's the fear wants you to stay hidden because you think it's a safe place but it's not a safe place there is no safety and actually it's like jumping out the goddamn plane that i want to jump out of in this fool don't want to jump out of plane with me i tell her i want i want if there's any legacy in me which i think again lives through my students until i have my family because that for me is my next that's always <laughs> on my vision is jump leap leap and leap leap when you know it's the right time to leap and make sure you have community around you because without my community without my mother hi mom without my mom without community without support that shit is a lot harder don't keep your shit in the dark let that shit come to light please let that shit come to light yeah. let that shit come
0: to light so i think um i just want to thank you for coming so last thoughts for me is um, you know thanks to Nick for agreeing to hold space for this kind of conversation Um, I think uh, the timing is perfect especially for season two definitely sets the tone for conversations to come thank you to you for being open and honest and i was like I, honestly i <laughs> you were a lot more open than i expected but i didn't even want to let you know what we were going to ask you just to put your ass on the spot because because i understand i like
2: improv don't do that though. sometimes you know actors we need we like to be on our toes and i wanna you know acting is just honestly listening and responding and that's what i wanted this to be about
0: so and that's what we got so Thank you,
1: um, until
2: next time. Como un billete de ser, pero tener no es malo, así que estamos bien, estamos bien, ay. Todos los míos están bien, estamos bien, ay.
0: No te preocupes, estamos bien, yeah.